We gotta let it roll, guys. Let it roll. Wait for it. Wait for it. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. I am telling you right now, that is the official summer song of 2021. I don't care what anybody says. Every summer has a song. Every summer. Um, and it might be different for everybody, or it might be a multitude of songs, like a nice display, or I should say an array of songs. But for me right now, I'm saying it and I love summer songs dating back to the day of DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, uh, summertime, still one of the greatest songs. Then you had California love by Tupac and Dre, uh, Daft Punk and Pharrell, uh, get lucky. Uh, Justin Timberlake, um, not I'm Too Sexy, but what was his? Um, that dance song that he did for for Trolls. I don't know. Keep on Dancing or whatever. Then you had Pharrell Happy, and then you had uh, Watermelon Sugar, which I don't even like. But it's a it's a summer song. And then, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off topic. But this, I, Ed Sheeran bad habits every time I hear it every time I listen to it as soon as that little that little beat comes in that that drops it's not a real drop but as soon as that dance music kicks up I'm just like my lower half my body's everywhere you know what I'm saying it's just all I'm doing it right now guys just picture that just just vibe with me anyway this is Brandon with the life of an average Joe podcast but I am here for a special segment that I like to call short stories from the average Joe So sit back down, grab a cup of coffee, grab a glass of wine, grab a beer, grab all three. Cozy right up to the fire. Don't do that. Because you know what? It's still too hot in Texas. So if you're not in Texas and it's cold wherever you're at, by all means, grab a hoodie. Cozy up to the fire. Sit back and relax. And it's time to listen to short stories from an average Joe. And Ed Sheeran is the topic. Ed Sheeran's the topic. Now, I have talked about music in almost, uh, you know, 85% of the podcasts that I do. I am a music fan. I love music. Most importantly, really, um, besides beats and all that, I love lyrics. I I can hear a song, and, and almost the first thing I listen to is the lyrics, you know, and there's some people that do both. And then there's songs that you, you really don't care about the lyrics. You just want to vibe out and dance to There's songs that have purposes for everything, but I love music. I did a whole three-part series about concerts, and and you know I've I've booked bands, and and I'm not going to get into that. But Ed Sheeran is a guy I actually like. I actually think he seems like a cool guy. He seems like just a normal dude that you could hang out with. You know, he's kind of nerdy, but he's got a lot going on. I just I just like Ed Sheeran, and um. So that being said, um, 
I wanted to talk about Ed Sheeran for a minute because I have a really cool story with that. Sorry, I got distracted. I was, I'm in the process of, of multitasking while trying to do a podcast, which is, is never a good idea. So I used to work at this great bar, and it's, it's in the book, The Life of an Average Joe, My Life Behind Bars. Yes, I know. It's not out yet, but it will be. And I used to work at this really, really great bar in Frisco Square. Now, if, for those of you that aren't familiar where Frisco is in Texas, uh, it's where the, the Dallas Cowboys headquarters is. It's where FC Dallas plays their games at Toyota Stadium. Um, it's a very it's it's a suburb of, of Dallas. It's North Texas, a massive, growing, sprawling suburb suburb, mind you. Really like a mini city, but in the same sense, not. But that being said, I used to work at this little tiny bar in Frisco Square. And I'm not going to get into how I got the job there because that's in my book. And, but we were we were known for our, our great whiskey selection, our very great wine selection, and craft beer, thanks to me. But we were also known for live music. And this was a bar bar. This was not, we did not serve food. We did, we did cheese boards. We did cheese plates, charcuterie trays, if, if you will. And we would also have people you could bring food in it was really one of the only bars in the area because frisco has this really and really parts of texas in general have this really weird rule when it comes to alcohol if you don't serve food you're 21 and up you have to be i mean that's no ifs ands buts or about it that means when we open the doors at 4 p.m there's not a 10 year old coming into the bar they have to wait outside you know if for some reason mama's in there having a drink they gotta wait outside. That's just that. That's just the rule. They could not go into the bar. Um, we could lose our liquor license. Now, if you had food, then there was different rules. But we were 21 and up, and we were also one of the first bars in Frisco, because at the time, bars had to close at midnight during the week and 1 a.m. on Saturdays. I also, in the book, talk about how we changed that law and got on one of the campaigns to go to 2 a.m. This is a very great bar, and it was in Frisco Square, which is right across from City Hall. So you get a lot of businesses in there. A lot of there's a lot of apartments over there. There's a lot of apartments that on top of the, you know, stores and and other businesses. So people could just walk down and get a cocktail. It was a great area if you wanted to have adult time and not go too far from home, because Frisco is very much a family town. It really is. Now there's don't get me wrong. There's there's things for adults to do and. There's more entertainment sections or entertainment districts now than there was when I worked at this bar. But I was general manager at this bar, and, and we it, it was so small that we only had, I think I had three employees at the time. I mean, this was a very, our patio was bigger than the inside of the bar. And this bar was dark. It had really nice looking gothic old furniture, um, high-end whiskeys. But it was also, you could be sitting next to a guy or a woman that were making, you know, six figures. And this guy, another guy or another woman just got off the, sh you know, just got off her shift at the gas station. And I'm not, I don't say that to be disrespectful. Look, I don't care where you work. You make your living. You do what you do. I'm proud of you. And you should be too. I'm just saying there was never any. Nobody ever looked down on anybody. And, it, and people come in dressed in suits. 
people come in shorts and flip-flops and we didn't discriminate it was truly cheers it was everything that a bar wanted from a vibe when you if people would come in i would have I, I would have people come in there that didn't even know if anybody was going to be there they just show up they knew i'd be there and they'd show up because inevitably they'd know 10 or 15 people so let me bring this back around to my story we were across from fc dallas stadium at the time it was fc dallas stadium now it's toyota stadium where all the events were high school football we have a bowl game there well two bowl games there now um concerts everything and i mean literally people would come to the bar and walk to the game so we were big it was packed i had been working i'm pretty sure this is before my son was born i'm confident to say i worked 21 days straight and i don't and in the book i think i talk about this part as far as how much i worked because we were short-staffed and that's just who i am I'm a very hands-on person. I make sure things go well. I, I, at the time, I loved to the industry, and I actually liked bartending there. So not only was I making a really good salary, I was getting a lot of tips. I was making really good money there. Um, but it was constant, constant work, and I was getting my butt kicked. I mean, I was exhausted. And I had planned a trip to go back to Michigan uh, with my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time, um, just a girlfriend. We weren't even engaged yet. Um, but we were planning to go to Michigan. Maybe we were engaged. I'm not sure, actually. Part of me says no. So I'm going to say no. Um, and we were going back to Michigan. And I had to have a friend of mine cover as general manager because we didn't have anybody. The owner was there, but he also owned another bar and was opening another bar. And then I had one of my bartenders who I talk about in the book she was my girl that basically I I don't want to say I raised but I raised uh, she worked with me everywhere I went she was hired at a previous location when she was 16 years old as a server or not a server I'm sorry as a host hostess and she worked there from there we trained her I took her under my wing I protected her I mean and I talk about this in my book too uh, and there's a point to that but I trained her to be a bartender so she was serving at this place as well as bartending but she was very green and new and I was getting ready to go out of town for about 10 days maybe longer I think it was longer and I remember <laughs> I took the day off before I left I told everybody except for, I think the general, the, the guy I had, my friend come in at the time, I told everybody I was going out of town. I was, my flight was that day, but it wasn't. We were going to the Ed Sharon concert because Ed Sharon had just really started blowing up and he was playing Frisco, Texas at Toyota Stadium. It was the Thinking Out Loud tour. You know, it was his big breakout album. I mean, he had just come out with that song on The Hobbit. And, I mean, it was huge. And I was a big fan of Ed Sharon, and I got discounts on tickets. So my girlfriend, or, you know, I guess she, she was soon to be my wife, but my girlfriend at the time, um, we were going to go to the concert. And I was beat exhausted. I can't tell you the level of exhaustion that I had. 
to where I almost didn't even want to go to the concert. As funny as that is. And I love music. But I just wanted to go home, go to bed, and fly out the next day. Because we were flying out around 10 o'clock in the morning. So it wasn't too early. And I knew I could just go home, maybe have a cocktail, go to bed, and just get on my vacation. But we went to the concert, and it was a beautiful night out. It was gorgeous. And I remember sitting there watching whoever opened up. And they must have been forgettable because i got to be honest with you. I have no idea who it was. I, I, I could look it up, but I don't even want to. And I remember this place being packed because Ed Sheeran coming to Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas is huge. And I remember he comes out and I was excited. But the tickets were... It, no, the tickets were, the seats were great, but the sound, there was something wrong with the sound. He sounded great, but it was like the guitar was off, and he's an amazing guitar player. He was telling great stories, but like he, he was cutting in and out. And so I was getting frustrated because I'm like, here I am at this concert that I'm exhausted for and I'd rather be sleeping. I really want to see him, but now he's not sounding that great. And it's not his fault. I mean, even my wife or my, my girlfriend was like, something's off. This is weird. And we left the concert early. Now, that's not a slap in the face on Ed Sheeran. I'm, I guarantee you, if you were to go see him again, he, he's going to be phenomenal. I, I saw him live on TV. He sounded great. It was just something being in an outdoor venue, maybe, or the sound. I don't know. It was his first big tour. It was not his fault. I don't hold it against him. But I went home and went to bed. Well, I found out as I was getting on the plane the next day that they were slammed. And I told them, I told everybody, I was like, guys, you're going to be slammed at work. Like, you are going to be so busy because of this concert. People are just going to wander over because everything else closes and we're open. Be ready. Well, I found out that Megan, that was the girl that worked there, uh, my, my, my protege, she had a line out the door. She was making the owner bar back. And my general manager, or my stand-in general manager, was just bussing tables. It got to the point where the regulars were helping clean and bus tables and carry out drinks. She had 30, 40 people deep in that bar. Well, out of nowhere, and I, I wouldn't believe it if I didn't see the pictures. And by the way, I'm going to post the pictures up on Instagram. You can check us out, Life of an Average Joe on Instagram or our Facebook page. Out of nowhere, somebody walks in. Now, we did not, we, we had live music that night, but it had ended. It had ended right as the concert ended. And I didn't really like the way that worked out, but I just thought it would have been too much distraction and we didn't need a reason to keep people there. <laughs> we just didn't because they were, coming to the, they were coming after the concert anyway. We were the only bar in town. Or not, not in town, but we were the only bar that was open. So everybody was coming there. A couple people walk in, and Megan doesn't really notice him. Nobody really notices. And there's whispers. There's people, hey, who is that? Hey, that guy looks familiar. Hey, that. Well, like, who is that? And the guy walks up to the bar, and Megan didn't even look up. I mean, you got to understand, when you're bartending, you're just hustling. You are just hustling. You're not looking, hey, what do you want? Okay, thank you, bye. This is not this situation where you can have a cheers moment. This is, if you don't know what you want, get out of my line because you're not going to get a drink. That sort of thing. 
she says, you got to wait in line. He's like, oh, okay, no problem. I just didn't know. And she looked and she's like, wait a minute. It was Ed Sharon. He had gotten done with the concert. They were breaking down him and two other guys. And he had a cap on. I mean, he looked incognito, but not really. Again, Ed Sharon is not, he's got a very unique look. At, but if you were, if you put like a jacket on or like a little hat on, I mean, you could walk right by him and not know. It's not like it's George Clooney or Denzel Washington or Chris Hemsworth. I mean, Ed Sheeran just kind of looks like a normal dude. And it was Ed Sheeran. And she's like, oh my God. And he's like, yeah, you guys are crazy. You know, if it's too busy. And she's like, um, no, I'll get you what you want. Now, I don't remember, unless I have to go back in the book. I don't even think I talk about this in the book. As a matter of fact, I know I don't. I don't remember what he drank. I don't know if he had alcohol or not. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to paint that picture. But the other two guys had had whiskey. Well, the band is there hanging out, or the, 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 the artist, and there was two of them. It was a duo. They're hanging out, so, but they're done. Ed Sheeran goes over to one of the guys starts talking to him. Now, mind you, everybody's know, not everybody, but there's enough people that have started to hear, oh, my God, it's Ed Sheeran, it's Ed Sheeran. Well, it traveled over to the cigar bar. Because right next door to us was a cigar lounge. So you want to talk about the perfect fit. You go buy your sticks at the cigar lounge, and then you come over and sit and drink your whiskey on the patio and have some live music. It was a great marriage as far as businesses go. So people are coming out of the cigar lounge to our concert or to our patio to see Ed Sharon. Now you can look through the windows, but you're not going to see anybody. The place is packed. Well, Ed Sharon's talking to the band. They set back up. Ed Sharon plays two songs and then plays guitar with the band as they finish another two songs. They just did it. So there's four songs. Ed Sharon's just hanging out. And then he slips out the back and he's gone. Nobody remembers. They know his tab was paid. Uh, he didn't pay it. Somebody else did. But nobody remembers him leaving. He hung out for four songs. He could have been there for two hours, could have been there for three. He just disappeared. But Ed Sheeran came to the bar. And of course, where am I? I'm on a plane in Detroit. Or, well, at the time, no. I'm 10 miles up the road at my house, sleeping, getting ready to go to Detroit, finding out about this event the next day. I didn't go. Because I didn't want to go back to the bar. Normally in a situation like that, if I would have gone to an event at a concert or, or an, an FC Dallas game at Toyota Stadium, Stadium. We might have gone back to the bar to hang out. But my girlfriend, and let's just call her my wife, my wife was very adamant. Look, you told them you're on vacation. Don't go back to the bar and hang out. You need to step away from the bar. You need to have that disconnect. And she was right. I needed it because I inevitably would, I wouldn't have been able to relax and I would have, I would have start, started to work and help making behind the bar and we'd have been there till 2 a.m. But Ed Sheeran. Now, will that ever happen again? Probably not. Well, that bar is closed now. But to think that here we are in Frisco, Texas, which is, you know, I mean, I'm sorry. I know it's growing, and I know people from across the country have heard of it, if you watch the news, if you pay attention to sports and things like that. But overall, genuinely speaking, when you think of Texas, Frisco is not the name that pops up. Houston, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio, maybe Waco you know, Fort Worth, that, that's, that's it, you know, 
that that's pretty much it. You don't think of Frisco. So the fact that we had Ed Sharon at that concert in my backyard, and then he came over, and I say walked over, but he, he could have, I don't know, to the bar and then played music. I have pictures of him playing music in the bar. We used to, we put them up. It was on our social media forever. Social media might actually still be up. I'm not sure. And it was uh, pictures in the bar and it's on my Facebook. So I'm definitely going to show you that. But I just wanted to tell you that little short story of the life of an average Joe. And Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I missed it. But I was part of it. It's pretty exciting. But thanks for listening, guys. I appreciate that. I'm going to do this little segment once a month here. I actually went five minutes over. I like to keep these about 15 minutes. And we're going to do this once a month, a little series, short stories from the average Joe, where I just come in and give you guys something random to think about for the day. So thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And, And hey, leave me a comment. Let me know what you think.